Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Kofi listening to Mad Love. Welcome to Friday. Friday feels like we're going to be okay. You know, listen, I know this has all been hard on all of us. It's stressful. Uh, sitting in the house, sheltering in place. You can't hug anybody, can't go anywhere. But the reality is, I've heard more than one person say they are surprised at how still they can be. And how busy their lives are, basically, with just them running around, making up stuff to do. Um, I'm a writer, so I'm almost always cool with just being uh, to myself, inside, quiet. Um, It's been remarked more than once to how quiet I can be. I'm actually, and this is going to make people who know me laugh, but I'm actually pretty quiet, (laughs) Um, I'm excellent at conserving my energy, uh, mainly because I feel like when I am, uh, at work or with other people or, you know, I give, I'm fully present. I give everything I have. So when I am able to be to myself, I like to conserve that energy. Um, you know, it takes a lot to be a big personality, (laughs) And you'll find that you'll hear that a lot. A lot of celebrities, you know, um, not comparing myself to a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity, but a lot of outgoing personalities who are famous or celebrities um, aren't aren't like that at home. So it's interesting because you have to attract a partner that's attracted to the to the you that you're almost always being not the entertainer. I think um I went to college with Chris Rock's wife. Uh, we I haven't talked to her in decades, but we were cool in college. And I think I read an interview where she said that, you know, my husband is, is so vocal and funny and outgoing on stage, but he's nothing like that at home. Like he's very, very quiet. Um, and yeah, I feel like I'm I'm pretty quiet. So I, this has not been hard for me, but I would imagine if you're a person that can't sit still or you need to be out or, you know, you don't like being alone, this is, this is, uh, this is crucial for you. It's like, please, you know, you want this virus to go away more than anybody. Um, but yeah, it's important to stay home. It's, it's important to, uh, you know, try to stop spreading this and, and, the key is we don't know enough about it and obviously it doesn't just affect people with underlying health issues I think uh, the the bigger issue is whether your immune system is is ready to do battle for you and your immune system does this every day you know you have cancer cells in your body right now but there's there's a uh, an army of uh, of cells in your body that's designed to to fight those and if you don't create the uh, condition or the climate in your body to to create cancer um, or to accelerate cancer then you're then you're living right you know and I'm not an expert I don't want it to sound like I'm a doctor because I'm not but I've had enough health issues that I just began to read and I recognize and the medical community has really been slow to suggest this but you need to pay attention to uh, your immune system, what you eat. You need to eat 
real food because if you don't, you won't have any nutrients to fight off anything. Uh, Over time, your body just starts to break down because you need vitamins and you need nutrition. And a lot of people won't eat real food. If you eat a, a fast food breakfast and then you grab a, a salad, uh, no, not a salad, but like you grab a sandwich and fries. See, because it's hard for me to even think like that because I don't. And you grab a, a hamburger and french fries for lunch and then you co- go home and eat chicken breast and pasta and that's your healthy meal. You there, There's no food in that. You know, the chicken breast is probably the most protein that you have because the fast food stuff isn't really real food. I watched a documentary called Food Inc. And um, yeah, it's scary. You should watch it. It's terrifying. It just made me want to buy my own cow and slaughter it myself. You know what I mean? And I'm not even that person. But, you know, I don't want to turn this into a into a lecture. Maybe I do. Uh, I think... I, uh, here we go again. Now everybody's feeling sorry for black people because we're dying disproportionately. Don't feel sorry for me now. You know, a lot of us don't go to the doctor and a lot of people are. Listen, sometimes it's about expense. I get that. Yes. And then other times it's about fear. I work with a person for sure who has good insurance. We have really decent benefits and she's afraid to go to the doctor. She don't hardly want to go. And it's this legacy that people have passed down. Some black people have passed down to their to their kids and their kids. Like, well, you know, you don't need to go to no doctor. You know, you can you'll be fine. Whatever's going on with you, the Lord will take care of it. That kind of thing. You know, it's real. And so here we go again, being, you know, people are feeling sorry for us because we're dying disproportionately. We do everything disproportionately. And I don't want your pity. You know, give us some real structure and value. I This pity thing gets on my nerves because then it becomes the narrative in the media. And then it's all black people. You see what I'm saying? It's like, well, not only are black people dying disproportionately from coronavirus, all black people now are susceptible to dying. Dis- I have good health insurance. I have good health and I've had a health crisis. You know what I mean? But I worked on it and I just think it's so frustrating because now it's like everybody's like, we got to address the manure. Come on, dude. The reality is if you're a low income and you smoke and you don't go to the doctor and you don't exercise and you eat garbage, it doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. You are going to be susceptible to this virus and anything else. Ugh, it just really gets on my nerves. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be empathy, but don't make it like it's just only black people that are poor and struggling it just really bothers the crap out of me and then people uh fall for it and then you got these extreme liberals who then sort of kind of horseshoe back around to being racist because they're just like oh you're so poor and black and it's like stop using poor and black interchangeably it just Everybody who's black is not poor, and everybody poor is for sure not black. And it's like, if is this a guilt thing? Do you just feel guilty by the, by the way you treated us when we got here for 300, 400 years? You know what I mean? Then fix that. 
But don't start talking to me like, you know, all black people just now it's just the black people dying from the virus. A lot of people are dying from the virus. And I would I would bet in certain communities, I can't speak all over, but in St. Louis County, when you look at the zip codes where the the cluster of most um, of the viruses, a lot of those uh, communities are not sheltering in place. They're not wearing masks. They're not doing any of the stuff they're supposed to be doing. And they are already vulnerable because they don't have good health in the first place. And the other big cluster in the county is in a in a pretty wealthy suburb. So, you know, and, and I'm not going to guess that's predominantly black. I, don't, I didn't know that it would be. It hasn't been. So, I mean, just come on. Finally, get it right. We need to hold the news media accountable. I'm not saying Fox News gets it right. Uh, but every media outlet seems to have its own bias. Fox News has its bias, which I can't hardly watch. And then, you know, the liberal media just goes nutty. Just give me something that gives me the facts. And I can figure it out for myself. So, I don't know. It just makes me annoyed because you got to do certain things. Don't be trying to fix it on the back end. That's my issue. If you're so concerned about black people's health, you should have been concerned about it before the virus. Hmm. Maybe Friday feels like frustration. (laughs) But I do think ultimately we're going to be okay. We're going to flatten this thing out. And if people would comply, I mean, I've been in places where nobody was, nobody seemed to even be concerned. You could go in certain communities right now. And they act like nothing's going on. I had an AT&T repairman come in my house on Monday and uh, he had no gloves, no mask. I mean, I scrubbed everything down after he left with bleach. You know, it's like, okay, you know, I think men are largely like, ah, we're not going to get it. You know what I mean? And uh, okay, that's great. But stop. we need to stop spreading it. That's the issue. Stop telling me you feel fine. I feel fine. I haven't had any. So, okay, that's great. Selfish ass. The point is, we're staying in place because we don't know how rapidly this shit is spreading. Like, turn your brain... Do you want to be in your house all summer? I don't. (sighs) All right. Well, I haven't found my happy place yet. (laughs) That This topic just... Ugh. Anyway... I hope you are doing well and I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for staying tuned and listening. I know it's hard. Um, this has been a challenge and I, if I didn't think people were listening, I probably wouldn't be podcasting, but I enjoy it. It seems like you guys dig it too. I hope you are putting together your post-corona plans. You know, what's your life going to be like? I have a feeling I mean, I hope people will continue to wash their hands. I I would have thought most people were washing their hands thoroughly before. But I feel like some things probably won't be back uh, in full. Um, I'm not quite sure what those things will be yet. But uh, I know that I'm personally probably going to stay. I mean, not wiping down all my packages, but certainly the hand washing. And I, But I was already that. So I don't know. It's not fair to use me as an example. I was already, I I didn't need to go buy bleach because I had several bottles of bleach cleaner around. Um, So anyway, take care of yourselves. Be well. Thank you for listening. 
and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Take care.